0: Okie doke, okie doke. Happy New Year to you. Everybody doing alright? Yes, it's good to have you guys with us. Um, I feel like it's kind of crazy that it is a new year right now. It doesn't feel like it. Uh, somebody said, uh, I guess because we go to bed super early. And we don't do the firework stuff, but we hear them, so we realize that it is New Year's Day. Uh, today's going to be a little bit of a, a different day in our time we spend um, together. But let me just first, by... Welcoming guests. If today's your first time at Fathom, maybe your second or third time, and you're just checking out what this house is about, um, this house loves you. And uh, God God sent us here um, to build a, a, a church family and a community that would make a difference in this city, in this community. And, uh, and we're thankful to just have another year to continue to make a difference uh, in the lives of one another and uh, the greater community. And I feel like there's still so much to be done that God's going to do in 2017. So I'm thrilled to just be living and breathing and being here with you all to to worship, and so today's going to be a little bit of a different day. Um, again, yeah, just welcome if you're a guest here. Hope that you can grow faith and family here, and uh, we just want to tell you, welcome home, welcome home. Yeah, you guys remember that. We haven't done it in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's good to see you guys. Um, I remember the way last year started for me. I don't know if you remember this, but um, this is my wife, Taryn. Um, this isn't, yeah, it's on now. Um, if you remember how 2016 started, um, with lots of vomiting. Um, (laughs) I got two, I never get stomach viruses, but it began with, like at the very beginning of our fast, which for those of you that don't know, um, last year we we did a a church-wide fast that we opened an invitation to to fasting. I'll talk a lot about it next week, um, but just to give you a little heads up, we'll start it next week and we'll end it on our four-year anniversary on January 29th. And there's lots of different types of fasting and reason for fasting, and uh, I'll challenge you to to pray about it and talk. You know, you don't. It's not like a pressure where you don't have to do it. And there's lots of different things, but you may want to say, "Hey, just for this month of January, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut out TV and like or, or movies and and just really try to spend some more time in God's Word this month when I would usually be doing that." That's it's a type of fasting. It's not necessarily the, the, the biblical type, which is really about food and giving up food and and, and uh, drink, but. Uh, I remember last year when we started, the night before we got up here, I was up puking all night long. Uh, And I think that was the day that I wore my bedroom slippers up here. I didn't even realize that I had worn them, but I just showed up and didn't even think anything about it. I'm like, it was a rough night. And I got on stage and I'm like, wait a second, I'm wearing my house slippers. And then at the very end of the fast, I got another virus. It had nothing to do with the fast at all. Um, I'm certain of it, but it uh, started puking my guts out again. So I'm hoping and praying that this is not puke Your Guts Out 2017, January 2017. So far, so good. I made it a few hours into this year and not uh, puking my head off. But what we're going to do today is just give you an opportunity. We do something from time to time called Storytellers. And a lot of times we, we do this connected to baptism. We, we were going to do a baptism today, and I'm pushing it back a few weeks um, just because of, of the holiday and, and having some different folks out of town that are going to be a part of it. So um, we're going to push that back a few weeks. But um, but today, w- what Storytellers is, it's really where we sit around and we're just going to offer an opportunity for some of our, our leadership here at the church to tell you what God's been doing in their life. And we're going to give you an opportunity to talk about what you've learned, what God's brought you through um, this year too. And so we're going to share, but we're really going to give some time for some of our leaders here and let you get to know them a little more. So I'm gonna welcome Jackie. Will you guys give it up for Jackie this morning? Get up for her. Come on, you can give it, give it up for her. There you go. I like that sweater. Oh, thanks. What color is that? Um, I I would say purple, but I'm sure you're gonna be like it's plum. Exactly. I knew that was coming.
1: I would have said purple. Yeah. I think <laughs> I it's.
0: Know. Is that one on? Check it. Check the mic. Hello. Yeah, you don't have to turn it on. So. Uh, no, I don't know. It'll be good.
1: I can talk loud. I have four yeah, kids. We'll do that. <laughs>
0: Check, check. There you go. You got it. Cool. All right. So really, uh, what we're going to do is just take a minute. For those of you that don't know, Jack- Jackie um, has been here for several years uh, now. Her and her husband, Kenny, Kenny, wave your hand, uh, started to come in and uh, just really embody the heart of what Fathom is, that it's uh, it's a place of love, and it's a place where we love people right where they're at, and, but we also challenge them to to grow, and Jackie just fit perfectly into what God was doing here, and uh, served faithfully, and, and uh, later on ended up taking over our, what was our first impressions, and now what we call our connections department, which is really, as you enter in the door, we want to connect you to the heart of Fathom, that's the, and that's really her heart, her passion is to, to see you grow in Christ, and she's been doing a great job at that, and so really just want to take the opportunity, I'm kind of introducing you for those that don't know you, uh, her, she had her husband, Kenny, and they've got four beautiful girls um, that you'll see running around. Um, all the time. So Jackie, tell us, what has 2016, just reflecting back, what God bring you through, what he teach you, that would be an encouragement maybe to somebody today?
1: Well, 2016 brought our fourth daughter, as Kyle just said, um, actually she'll be one in four days. <laughs> um, but with that um, came some intense. sorry, I'm a crier, so just bear with me. You're in good, <laughs> you're in good company. Yeah. Um. It brought some intense anxiety, and um, four kids really <laughs> can't imagine that <laughs> well, it was the postpartum and the all the emotions that come with having a new baby and dealing with three kids and dealing with the new baby and all of that just and so I started having these panic attacks, and God used those moments, sorry. <laughs> to really show me the focus of what our relationship with Christ should be. And I never realized how focused I had been on doing the right thing and being the right person until God brought me to the moment where I was having those panic attacks. And I, all the, the only thing that could pull me out was worship, was sitting at the feet of God. And falling into his arms. And so throughout the year, God has used that as a building block to show me that I can't change myself. And that I can't do anything without him. And that if I focus on my worship to him, and I focus on you know, loving him, that God, he changes you you don't change yourself you don't do things to be better but instead you you build this life of worship and he he just transforms you without you doing anything to make yourself better um a verse that kind of has been echoing throughout the year for me is looking to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith mm-hmm. who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross dis- despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God just fixing my eyes on Jesus just fixing my eyes on the things that he has done and just the thing that all he wants from me is to love him and to worship him and everything else moves and changes through that I guess that's my biggest takeaway from the year
0: yeah that's kind of a big one (laughs) take you through Every season, and that's such a perfect scripture, because he's author and he's perfecter, that mm-hmm. he's, working, he's working it out in us. And I think so many times we just kind of push through mm-hmm. and don't do what you did. And like, sometimes we have to thank God for anxiety attacks, or thank God through we can look back. I mean, I think that's what James was talking about in James chapter two, that I consider it all joy, or, or one, I consider it all joy. Um, the you know to endure it and to fight through trials and and how can, how can we consider those things joys because it's because that that trying has brought perseverance and it's built up character in us and more than anything what you said of worship yeah. worship like that that's the whole thing
1: well and it's been kind of it's something that I feel like I've missed for so long because I've been a Christian since I was a kid like it's not something that. That should have taken this long, but God was like, I need you to get there. I need you to understand that loving me first is the thing that I need from you. I don't need you to do anything else. I don't need you to be this person. I don't need you. I, I have people. I, can, I have people to do all these things. I need you to love me and worship me and put me first. And then once you have that, once I will do all the rest. Mm-hmm. you don't have to do anything.
0: Yeah, it's a perspective change. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we technic- <laughs> I mean we do have to do stuff, but it, it's right. a perspective change Absolutely. is what you're saying, yeah, that it, it's inspired. Mm-hmm. It's inspired by that seeing God <laughs> as a rightful author and perfecter. And I, and
1: I think a big part of it is, too, is that we, that when in the doing it's not as much of a I'm doing this because it's good and because it's right, but it becomes this, I'm doing this because I'm excited about it. Because God has given me this passion for it. Because God is pushing this mm-hmm. inside of me. And yeah, it's less work and more adventure.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful way to put it. Um, so if you're, I just say to someone, if you're going through a season of anxiety or stress. Or even just kind of pushing through pain. I'd encourage you to drill down into that, that heart of worship in your life and really fine, because it, it, it inspires everything else. So if you've lost passion for work, if you've lost passion for your family, if you've lost passion for being a part of the church community, or if you've never experienced that, stop and drill down and find out that, that heart of worship and you see the face of God in that worship and truly honor him for who he is, and it, it, you come, you look back up and like everything's a little bit different. Have you had stuff kind of reoccurring, coming back? Have you felt that kind of coming back on at different points when you're talking about anxiety attacks? Um,
1: I don't, what do you mean? Like, have
0: you felt, like, anxiety attacks, like?
1: Um, not as much. I mean, every once in a while I'll get, like, this, like, oh. But it'll quickly fade because God's like, you know, that's yeah. that's not what you – that's not you, you know. That's not the things that I have for you, and this is this is who you are. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about that.
0: Yeah, you're a lot quicker to recognize yeah. and turn back because that seeing face of the Lord like that just changes us. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Do you have anything?
2: I was just going to say when she was talking about the the um, to-do, like it's not in the doing. I'm reading a book right now and she, she, the author changes. She said, we live in a world of to-do lists and we're often just clicking off task to task. She said, but what if because of our worship, and because of our love for Jesus, that it becomes a to love list, and so everything becomes mm-hmm. passionate, instead of just, I have to do this, or I have to get through this, it's a to love and, and Christ, because of that love, is coming out through us, and what we, I mean, we do have things we have to do, mm-hmm. um, there are tasks in our daily life, and so um, that really kind of changed my perspective on the yeah. things that we have to do, we can do it with Christ's love, and it's it's things that we can to love.
0: Yeah, that's great, awesome. Give it up for Jackie and just thank her for sharing and being real this morning. Awesome. I'm gonna invite Marilyn up. Just keep the applause going. We're just gonna give appreciation to some of our leaders this morning. Um, these folks that will be up here serve tirelessly. Serve you. They they serve the body of Christ tirelessly. They really do. Uh, so many hours and mon- money out of their own pockets to to see the church thrive and to honor God most importantly. And this lady does it um, with excellence in every uh, facet. She's our financial director here at the church and uh, makes sure that we just stay accountable and um, upright in, in stewarding the finances that God has blessed our church with. And so she's been on our team for how long now? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. It feels like a lot shorter for some reason. They say time <laughs> flies. Time. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like you know time flies when you're having fun. So we've just been having fun. So that's it. So um, Marilyn, I'll ask you the same question asked her. Like, what's God brought you through? What's He taught you this year that you think someone might be able to relate to? I guess.
3: Uh, yeah, actually, this year, 2016, or this past year, was actually a wonderful year of rest for me which um, after going through so many trials, it was amazing what God was doing to restore the life that I thought I had lost. And um, so it started back on uh, January 13th of last year. My father passed away and I had always believed that I had, I had such a desire to know my dad, but I was believing that he would live for a long time and maybe someday he could come and live in our house and I'd really get to know him. Because of you know fam- family dysfunction, I really felt like I grew up without a dad, without a, a dad that I really got to know and I was so desperate to know the love of a father. And um, what was amazing and why I call it a year of rest and restoration was that as my dad was um, struggling with cancer, um, he did call on me to come up and and be with him of of all his children. My mom called me one day and he said, dad keeps calling out for you, he wants you to come back and be with him. And we had just been there um, a couple weeks before and hospice had told us that he probably had a few more weeks, but he went downhill really fast once we left And he was calling on me. And the other amazing thing is that instead of focusing on what I missed in life and what I never had a chance to do except in these last moments, is that God reminded me that because my father was saved, because he knew Jesus Christ, that I was, and I know Jesus Christ, I was going to have eternity to get to know my dad. Uh, We get to know Father God, but we also get to know those that we loved and shared life with here. And that's what I believe. And and so when God pointed that out and reminded me, you've got a life. You, You know, you've got all eternity to get to know the things that you thought you missed here. And so that was one wonderful thing that happened in January. And it's made a lack of mourning for me. I feel like I don't have to hurt so bad because I've got such a hope a hope in the Lord and his plan for us. All of us that know the Lord, we will see our loved ones again if they know the Lord as well. So again, share the truth with people. Let people know that you know the Lord and that what a blessing it is for them to know the Lord as well. The other thing that I found a lot of rest in that the Lord, again, the restoring my life, a life that I thought I had lost, was that, again, it has to do with the Father. And this time it was my husband who um, was, um, as the kids were growing up, he was a weekend dad. He ended up um, being a consultant. He traveled all the time. So my kids grew up not knowing their dad. And that's something that I hurt about for many, many years because I felt like, yes, dad needs to go out and work. And maybe you have a workaholic husband or dad too, and it's a similar type of problem where they're not there It's not that they don't want to be there. It's just life has taken them away. And, again, the way the Lord restored things for us is that my son, who had moved away, he's 27, um, he had moved away, and he lost his job, so he had to move back home. And my daughter's still living at home because even though she has a degree, she's not earning the kind of money to live on her own. And as I watched this year, I saw how, since the kids have moved back home, they have had a chance to really get to know their dad and grow with their dad. And again, there's this hope and this joy in the family. I thought my kids missed out on a chance of knowing their earthly dad. They knew a father God. They had the love of a father, Father God. But to have a chance also to share in the love of an earthly dad was amazing, and I see that being restored, I see the hope. Again, I thought it was lost, and it wasn't. God's plans are so much greater than we could have ever imagined. I thought, again, things weren't going to happen this way. And I could have resented that my son had to move back home, or that my daughter's still living at home, why can't she be out on her own? But God had a bigger plan, a greater plan, and that was for a chance for our family to be a family and to love one another, share life with each other. There will be a time when they move out, but in the meantime, God's restoring those years that the locusts had taken away early on.
0: Well, yeah, you never know when God's at work and he works differently than what we think a lot of times. And so just as I was saying like with with Jackie, like for all of us to stop and like drill down I think that's something I've even like through this year I've I've processed that a little bit with you. You've you've just let me know kind of uh, about the passing of your dad and just kids moving back in and just exploring that. And you've been able to step back and be like, God, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And that's such a discipline in the life of a believer to just slow down, not rush to judgment, not feel like you've got to react to everything right now, but just to trust God and know that He's not done yet and that's one of our like core values when we say creativity is that God's creative in the way he moves our fourth core value is creativity and a lot of times we think about the arts or different things in creativity but God his first like what we see is create like creator God that he's not done and we say that all the time God's not finished yet he's not finished yet and so in your life he's not finished yet even if like you lost hope or not sure how things are working out just trust God let him let him um, refine and show you what he's up to. Any thoughts there?
2: It's just it's just cool to watch because yeah. sometimes when you when you're standing outside of a scenario, you can see, I guess, but then when um, when you get to walk through stuff with people and and then they get to see it come because sometimes you think, oh, I'm never going to see that or I hope for that, but then when when I just the joy that is on your face mm-hmm. yeah. all the time is just so awesome and really refreshing. A lot of people don't have that joy, so it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, And
3: it's really joy of the Lord. It's not looking for the happiness because you you can, again, focus on what's happening. Why doesn't my son have a job? Why can't this? Why not? And it's just, again, trusting in the Lord and his ways. And then you can rest and you can really have the joy. And it's not going up and down all the time. It's more, you know, leveled out.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Can you just show Marilyn some love today and tell her thank you for sharing? real, Jason, come on, bearded wonder. I saw this meme the other, give it up for Jason, give it up for Jason, there we go. Um, I saw this meme yesterday where this lady wanted her husband, he had long like kind of curly hair and he had a big beard and she she really wanted him to shave it and he shaved it and he did this side-by-side of him with the beard before and then when he shaved it but he straightened his hair and he looked just like a woman she's like this he's like this is what you get <laughs> it's like this is why i've got a big burly beard so um i'm not saying you look like a woman under there <laughs> I don't know. but do but do we really know we, we don't know there's only Please, one way to find out we'll shave us. the beard no, i'm just kidding um uh jason and jessica came to our church jessica's gonna share next um how long ago, and is that now two almost so coming up a year uh, and a half? Two May years ago, 2015. yeah, it's coming up on two years in May. It was a storyteller service. It was <laughs> a st- how cool is that? Is how cool is that for me to be asking that now? And um, what's what was wild is that week before, um, we had been without a bass player for a little bit, and I we had also <laughs> been without someone to, to help clean the church, and I'd just kind of been. We'd just been jumping in and kind of filling the holes how we needed to, and I, I prayed that day. Actually, coming home on a Friday when I was kind of thinking about it, worrying about it, God's like, why don't you just pray and ask me for, for someone to clean the church and to, to play bass? And as I'm driving, uh, I think I was driving here, I said, God, we really need a bass player, and I'd love for you to have just one show up Sunday, and we really need somebody to help us clean the church. The girl was doing it moved. We just we need somebody, Lord. And uh, that Sunday, Jason and Jessica showed up, and um, he told us he was a bass player. He started playing a few weeks later. Jessica um, saw Taryn in the kitchen washing dishes, and the first phone call, she said, hey, is there anybody that cleans the church? I'll clean the church. And so God answers prayer, so there's a little testimony there. But uh, we met this guy, and he's just been serving faithfully in our worship ministry and just started taking more and more on. And I think that's a little bit of what's on your heart probably to share is just how God's kind of growing you, (laughs) growing you. Uh, early,
4: uh, earlier this week when uh kyle asked me if i would speak i was very hesitant i w- this is not something i normally do it's outside of my comfort zone give me a guitar and i am fine but this is not my thing this is this a is little, <laughs> this is my wife's thing
0: we could have given you a little ukulele <laughs> can, up here i feel yeah, more to comfortable, feel comfortable, with comfortable.
4: It. <laughs> um but yeah like he said um when we started here they need we're looking for a bass player and uh I've filled that role. I've played through churches as a musician for ever since I was a teenager and uh we lost our worship leader towards the end of last year and in the beginning of January, Kyle's like, Hey hey Jason, I want you to start leading worship and I was okay. I've never done that in, in corporate worship. I had done youth youth ministry and uh youth worship and, and college groups, stuff like that, but never in a corporate worship environment. Um so that was where I started growing the most this year is, uh, as a worship leader. And, uh, I've learned that it's, it's not about me. And something Kyle always asks us, he asks us, if no one was in this room, if it was just us, how would we worship? What would our posture of worship be? Um, and that's something I really try to focus on, um, and instill in the hearts of the guys in, in our band, um, and now, Chelsea. Um, it's not just guys. Yeah, it's not just the guys anymore. Um, but that's something I've, I've really been challenged and working on is, is my posture in worship, not just behind the guitar and on stage, but my heart and uh, creating, cultivating a heart of worship. Um, and there's, there's a, a song. It's called I'm Victorious. And there's a line in it. It says, uh, every battle has been won, and I've already overcome. So I will lift my voice and sing, because praise precedes the victory. Mm -hmm. And every time I hear that song, it reminds me of Joshua and the wall of Jericho. And they just marched and marched around the walls, praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. And And God told Joshua, he's like, praise me. I'll take care of it. Mm -hmm. Worship me. And they all began to cry out and worship together, and the walls came down. And that's my heart of worship for our church. That's what I want to see in our church, and that's my challenge to our church this year is to praise, proceed the victory, declare the victory, and, and don't be afraid To worship. Don't be afraid to lift your hands. Don't be afraid to fall on your face. Because that's when lives are changed. That's when walls come down. And that's when chains are broken. Is when we worship and declare the name of Jesus.
0: Well, so good. Praise is a weapon. Yeah. Uh, It's a weapon and oftentimes it's we think it's a response. But praise when we realize that praise is a weapon that we can look at whatever we're up against in whatever situation. Just because things are are bad doesn't mean like I'm not going to praise. God's still worthy. He's still worthy. And when we realize that it's a weapon, it it changes our whole perspective on worship. And and God, too, I'm not just worshiping God because things are good. I'm not just giving Him praise because things are good or because everything's perfect or because of the new rays. I'm giving Him praise because He's worthy. And I, I know that that's powerful, and it's it's a weapon. And um, I was just looking at the I've been studying the Psalms over the past month or so, and uh, I've always just thought of the Psalms many times, like when someone's you know hurting. You know, the Psalms are often read, you know, Psalm twenty three at a funeral or something, because there's just so much for people in that situation. But the Psalms are really they're they're powerful prayers. For people of faith, like, but it's for believers. Like, unless you're a believer, like you don't really get the Psalms, you don't really understand them because you're not in a battle, or you don't realize you're in a battle. You can understand them and, and get something from them, but it's all about like battle and warfare and daily warfare. And so daily, I, I I pray and I render my heart. And man, I love what you said that it's that it's a weapon. Do you have anything to add there? Yeah, kind of you could have just, tri- could have mic dropped, man. That was your moment to mic drop. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's super loud. Um, so good, so good that our church would be be a house of freedom and a house of of praise. And so, um, I, I've just been thinking a lot about I was that scripture. I was glad when they said to me, like, let's go to the house of the Lord. And I pray that there would just be that anticipation within our body to just be glad to come and worship, um, you know, and not get caught up in the consumerism. Of what we think about church now, like, does the church have this or that, or is with this going on, or what? it's just about it's about coming to honor the Lord and worship the Lord, be with His family, and uh, that's my prayer with you, man. We're we're right on. So give it up for Jason. Thank him for all he's done. That awesome word he shared. Awesome. Keep it going for Jessica. Give it up for her. Come on, keep it going. Awesome. Hello. We 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 uh, had to take her away from kids. She was kind of doing halftime kids, and so I was going to relieve her. So I just kind of told the story about her coming. And um, earlier this year, we were in a transition with our kids director, and I was really praying. Okay, God, what do you want to do? And um, I just getting to know them for the past kind of year before that. I just you know, I, I'd seen faithfulness, I'd seen loyalty, and I'd seen um, spiritual maturity. Um, I, I wasn't totally um, overwhelmed that, oh, there's a huge passion for kids' ministry, you know, from Jessica. But our vision for what our, our kids and family ministry further was to be is that um, it's, as, it's ministry to the parents as much as it is to the kids, because the parents have all the time with them. Um, we just have like an hour, hour and 15 minutes a week. So if we could find the right person who's going to come alongside parents and encourage them and uh, pour resources into them and help disciple them and what it means to be a godly parent, that's really what I wanted. And so um, I pitched that to her and she prayed about it and talked about it. And uh, uh, she said, yeah, if that's what you're looking for, then I can do that. Uh, but you're just going to have to help me through a lot of stuff I don't know. And I'm not, you know, necessarily passionate or gifted on. And so uh, she's been doing a great job. and We've just seen a lot of growth in our kids ministry. And excited to have her up here with us. So, um, you weren't in here the whole time, but I've been asking each person, okay, what did God bring you through in 2016? What's he been teaching you that might help somebody or stick out to somebody? who's caught on a heel there. There you
5: go. I was wrapped up. Okay. So, the craziest part I think that I have, or the craziest thing, not part, that I have learned this year is not... Maybe been in th- in this setting mm-hmm. because a lot of times you know I'm I'm out there I'm with the kids, but those kid lessons will blow your minds. <laughs> okay, they're not just like they're not just the Bible stories. Like today I was I was telling Pastor earlier this week, we are talking about the wise men. I know Christmas is over, but um, where I'm trying to make sure that we're teaching it in the right order. So we're learning about the wise men yeah. today, and the thing I think which is funny because I've been in church my whole entire life, that blew my mind was that star. That star that we talk about that we forget about that just was like up there marking where Jesus was, it ties into the Psalms, and it ties into several other references mm-hmm. through the Bible where it's a light. We're, I'm like, and I was talking to the kids about it today, and it, they, they were already there. I asked them, like, what are we supposed to be for Jesus? And they're like, a star, a light. Like, it already clicked with mm-hmm. them. I mean, it took me, I'm 30 something. 30-ish. Something, so
0: something. It took me
5: a while to get to that point, but I think that's what God has been doing in my heart this year, and, and in my life, is, is waking me up, and making my eyes wide open to his truths, and not what I know the Bible says from years of being taught, but what it really says, and what it really means for me, and in my life. Yeah. Um, the two things that stood out majorly this year, was, I think everybody knows, as my husband pointed out, I love to talk. I could probably, I could talk a lot for hours, but God asked me, well, he gave me a scripture in Thessalonians in the middle of a Bible study. He woke me up in the middle of the night one night and multiple times, and when he does that, I know, I know, okay, so I need to pray. I need to research this. This is what I need to be focusing on, and it was stand firm, I was like, okay, I'm going to stand. I can do that, guys. I can hold my ground with the best of them. I can talk about what I feel is right. I can do that. I was like, wow, this is good, God. Thank you. I can I can handle this nugget. Well, then a couple hours later, he woke me up again with be still.
3: Mm-hmm. Be
5: still and know that I am God. And I'm like, wow, okay, I know he's God, but what does it really mean to be still? And I think that is the the thing that even – beyond stand firm, got a hold of me this year because I learned that being still isn't always just sitting still for a few minutes and saying, okay, I've had my devotions or I've had my quiet time or whatever, but being still for a season and Mm. trusting that God knows. And I mean, Kyle will tell me in the meantime, Jessica, in the meantime, what are we doing in the meantime? Or Trust the process. um, But I think for me, even beyond standing firm, is just being still, shutting up, Letting go and trusting that God knows there's nothing I can do. All the talking in the world isn't going to change the situation. Just being still and knowing Mm. that God has, God's got my back and he's going to take care of the situations or he's going to teach me what I need to learn instead of, you know, the old Jessica coming up and being like, well, I'll tell them. Mm. I know. You know what I mean? Like God's done uh, something in my heart this year to where my immediate response isn't, well, I know the answer to that. Because I don't always know the answer to that. And that's been a hard lesson to learn. But I'm learning it. I'm a work in progress.
0: Jason's just thanking the Lord for all that God's teaching you. <laughs> it's such a powerful... So many times like when we're going through st- we just think we've got to like jump in and like, fix it. Or like in order to please God, I've got to do more. Or I've got to do this or do that. Or if I just did it in this way... And really, like he, thats an invitation, all these are kind of weaving together, and they didn't plan it, but just to be still, like, before the Lord, that's such a powerful thought. Do you have any Um, thoughts there? You look pretty deep in thought.
2: Well, if I respond, I'll take away what I'm going to say, so I'm going to hold it.
0: Okay, very well, very well. Um, Yeah, I think that's so good, in just really resting in it, and the simplicity of what probably you you see, like, again, because we try to give them a big one sentence. What's the big thing we're trying to teach the kids today? And those one things, like okay, how am I dealing with that? So it's so good of you to do that. And I would just encourage anyone in this room that maybe you're you, you don't know kind of where you fit in the body of Christ. Really pray about it. Really pray. Be still before the Lord, and pray about those things. And just because, like, again, like kids, not the hugest passion, like to teach kids all the time. Not not the not, I would wouldn't say the top one, a passion, but not the top one how God can, u- can still use your passions and gifts. Yeah.
5: I can tell you this. You don't have to have a passion for kids to teach. Yeah. I mean, most of the time what we do out there is we play. And I think that's, that's how they learn anyway. They don't like play, to sit down to in a play, circle. Yeah. They, they don't really thrive in that environment because they want to go. They want to do things. But I think that's what has kind of broke it down for me too is just understanding that it's just that simple. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's literally ju- God's word is just that simple for us to understand. So yeah, it wasn't, I don't think it started out as a passion for kids. I do have a passion for families and I do want to see healthy families, not just like we're all physically healthy. I want to see spiritually healthy families. Like I want to know that I'm coming alongside people who, who want their kids to, to know who Jesus is, not just the the really cool stories about him, but, but what he can do. Yeah. Yeah, Day in and day out in, in our lives and in their lives. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I mean, we were talking uh, the kids, we were talking about the Bible verses we we're going to memorize this year. And I, I told them I have expectations because they're not five anymore. They're like six and seven. Yeah. So that's a big change Eight, nine, for ten, me. Yeah. They are going to be memorizing scripture this year. So be ready for that, Mom and Dad, because you're going to have to help out a little bit.
0: Yeah. Just to let you know, uh, we've kind of been in a little bit of a transition phase over the past six, nine months. And we've just been trying to figure things out with volunteer staff we have with uh, the space we have and so we've been trying to raise some money for our kids buildings to really give them a a facelift and some much needed work Um, and we had moved all of our pre-k over to the smaller building really as a temporary fix and really kind of launching back into 2017 we're bringing them back over and uh, really think it's going to be the best thing for our kids because we were just getting a lot of kids over in that building and so uh, it's been good. It's been really good, really good growth. But just so you know, if you have pre K kids, they've been going to the smaller building. They're now going to be going to the, soon. the low, yeah, soon. soon, yeah, in the next yeah, couple weeks. Well, I'm, praying,
5: I'm praying in the volunteers for that. Yeah.
0: <coughs> small plug <coughs> there. Yeah, small plug. Uh, if you're just saying. interested in helping with pre K, elementary, yeah, pre K, elementary, just assist me. That's all. Yeah, need you, assistance, don't,
5: so. you don't even have to teach. Just come hang out and play. for Let, a let while.
0: her know. That's a good just plug for it. Give it up for Jessica. I want you to thank you. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, now I turn to my lovely bride, and we're going to start to wrap this um, up. And uh, we get the journey and the joy to to do ministry together. And I don't, we're we're just normal folks. I don't know, sometimes you get like a certain perspective of what goes on, but we have ups and downs and struggles like every single one of us. And uh, every year I, I always tell people like, what have you learned about church planning? What I've learned is that the best part about walking with the Lord and doing ministry that he's called me to is that how much he teaches me along the way. It's just the best part. Nothing can take that away from what God's taught me. And so what's God taught you this past year?
2: Um, so mine is kind of broken up into two parts because I was pregnant and then I was not. <laughs> um, so the first part of my year, I guess, was Pukeville, too. Uh, We found out that we were pregnant with Elisha, our third, um, really right around this time, or right around Christmas time last year. And so for the first half of the year, I was pregnant, or a little more than that. And so in that season, there was a lot of pain, uncomfortableness, um, sickness, just tiredness. I was very weary, and all of that was physical, but the Lord taught me... um, the beauty that comes out of waiting and out of pain. Mm. And so for that, we have a four-month-old beautiful baby girl and um, just such joy in our home with her, but we had to wait. And so um, the joy that came with that before that was a lot of pain and uncomfortableness, and so just... The Lord just taught me a lot of times when we're praying for things or when we, we see something ahead like we even know it's coming, you still might have to go through the pain or the uncomfortable time, um, but it's worth it and you're not mm-hmm. alone. The second part of my year, or I guess, I don't know, third, because um, two-thirds of the year I was pregnant, but yeah. um, so I'm going to read in Psalm 16, verse 11. You will show me the path of life, and in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Um, and I'm a crier as well, so I'm I'm sorry. But um, my personality is I'll show you. Like, I can figure it out. I don't really enjoy lots of help, and not because I don't love people, because I do, but I just... I don't want to bother anyone. I don't want to burden anybody. And so I try to figure it out myself and just do it so that nobody else has to worry about it. And, again, it's not because I don't want to involve other people. I just think in my brain somehow that it's easier. And um, so for me, just learning, there I feel like because we have three kids, I'm constantly saying, well, this is happening because of this choice that you made. Or You can't get to this point until you do this for me or whatever the case is. And so so, um, I love scriptures that are if then when the Lord says, um, he says, this will happen if you do this. And so he says, David is praying and he's talking to the Lord. You will show me the path of life. And so the first part of that is. I need to be looking to the Lord for the path of life and not for me just figuring it out. Um, And then the second little section of the scripture says, in your presence is fullness of joy. And I'm I'm generally a pretty even keel person as well. I don't have tons of ups and downs. I'm just, you know, kind of steady. But this year, the Lord has really taught me how joy comes in his presence. And so this scripture I love. I actually had it in my other bible and it was a different phrasing but so this version i really like i think it's new king james and uh, it says in your presence is fullness of joy Mm -hmm. and i i wanted that i wanted the fullness of joy instead of just oh this today was a good day or today was a really hard day and so that brought me to being consistent to be in his presence Mm -hmm. um and I was sharing with Kyle how, honestly, the, if I could pick one word for this whole year, for me, it's been consistency. Because when you're consistent in attending church, you, you find community. When you're consistent with your discipline of your kids, you find a little bit more, you know, adhesion to what's going on. Yeah. Um, if, you're, if you're faithful or consistent in your giving or in your finances, then you kind of, it, I don't know, it's just consistent. And so I kind of, again, thought I had all that part figured out, but the Lord has really been showing me being consistent in my presence, and that is where the fullness of joy is. And so just finding myself not making excuses for why I can't be in his presence and just doing it myself, but inviting him in, even though he's already here where we are, but inviting him in to where I'm at and saying, okay, Lord, I want to be in your presence, and I'm so I'm trying to be more consistent with that, because in that I just I I honestly don't have tons of ups and downs. I mean, regular person, yes, but the fullness of joy that God provides is just undescri, it, I, undescribable is not a word, in, in indescribable. indescribable. And so, um, I just challenge you this morning because it's made such an impact on my life of being consistent in God's presence. And um, it's really neat how Jackie started out with worship and how that's being in his presence. And Jason, same thing. And Marilyn talking about joy and how there's a difference between happiness and joy. And it's, it's so true how the Lord wants to give that, mm-hmm. those things to us. But um, being in his presence is like the main key part of it. And a lot of times we push that to the side because yeah. we have other stuff to do. And so um, this year I've just really found myself... Wanting to be in His presence more because I, it gives the fullness of joy.
0: So good. I've watched God really. Um, sometimes when I asked Taryn, um, what do you, you know? Since we've started this journey to start fathom, um, January we'll celebrate four years since we. Or later this month we'll celebrate four years since we launched. What's God taught you? And 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 sometimes she's kind of throws it off. But I've seen just God totally just transform her just really grow her up, I feel like, in the Lord, and that's been a really beautiful thing. Uh, I'll close, and Jason, if you'll come and, and begin to play. Um, big thing that God's really been teaching me throughout this year, just kind of reflecting back, is that He wants His body to be whole. He wants, he wants the body of Christ to be whole, and He wants every part of each one of us to be whole, and He'll stop at nothing to, to have all of us and to make us whole, And as I think, as we're turning over from 2016 to 2017, some of us want to just wipe away some things that happened in 2016 and just so ready to move on from it. But I would tell you not to just wipe 2016 away until you've really let God heal some of those pains, heal some of those failures, and let him like what, just don't, don't rush and like say, thank God that's out of the way, and then sweep it under the rug, because it'll get bigger, and it'll get worse, and chances are, you'll have to go through another tough time to learn the lesson you should have learned back in 2016, so if you're like me, and you've had like failures, and you've had things, you've, disappointments, or pains, that ways you've been hurt in 2016, don't just sweep that year under the rug, but in these next few moments, in these next few weeks, let God really heal and speak on what he's been doing through all this. Uh, I could go on and on about the things that I've, I've learned as a father, to listen to my kids, actually listen to them and know what's going on, not just to immediately think I know what's going on, but to slow down and listen care for them, and com, you know show compassion like Jesus would just bring the kid on his net lap. I do that way more now. As a husband, to just really knowing that I can set the tone for our relationship, and so if I respond in anger, it's going to spin, out, spin out of control. I have the ability to, to lead um, in our home and servanthood, and as a pastor, I've learned that I just need to be intentional about my relationships with, like, friends, and be intentional about all my relationships, but um and then be passionate, continue to be passionate about my growth. And uh just as a child of God, really the big takeaway for me is just to delight myself in him. He'll give us the desires of our heart. So just that daily delighting it kinda goes back to that Psalm thirty seven four. Delight yourself in the Lord and He'll give you the desires of your heart. Those dreams, those desires that you hope for the future in your life, they're not gonna happen on accident. And they're not just going to happen because of your good efforts. It's going to happen when you delight yourself in the Lord. I'm praying for you that this 2017 is going to be an incredible year of spiritual growth. And that our desire for knowing God would grow. More than our desire to have more and to do more, our desire to know Him and be with Him on a daily basis would grow. I want to ask you to stand. this.